When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Razabani for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. With me on Zoom today, Mr. Dave Colwell. Dave, uh, happy new year, I guess. Happy New Year. <laughs> it feels like we've been. Um, it feels as though it's going slow. Or I don't. I don't know. Is it? Is it going slow? It just feels as though New Year's was like a long time ago. Is that because we just didn't celebrate it really this time? So it's been a strange one. Every time we speak, it always starts on a negative with with lockdown and restrictions. But because we always speak in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> But there were stages last year where we thought things are going to get better, things are going to improve. We had this... They did. They did. Because we had boxing back, um, sports are back, or we're back as such. Well, they are here with football. Um, but um, so things did get more positive and things did start moving again. And But I'd, it was always said, you know, wait until until winter starts and when never you know normal flu season starts and then you'll see what happens and it'll pick up and so it has done and and but it seems to be um almost a year on we seem to be like back in that same sort of situation and, and nothing's changed but um listen all we can do is stay positive and keep keep trying to battle through best we can and and try to be as upbeat as you can and you know it's 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 not it's not hard. Uh, sorry, it's not easy, um, and uh, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating for everybody. It really is, and you know this this time around, it's 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 been harder. I'm still keeping you know keeping upbeat, but it's hard. I'm having to tell myself to a lot more. Um, you know, even even down to to training. Like today, I've I've trained myself, and I've had to really really force myself to training. I just couldn't be asked. Just but got some work done, got something done, do you know what I mean? And, and that's how you've got to be, really. We know the government announced last month, oh, sorry, this month, that elite sports could continue. Um, but yeah. we were surprised with the board, the British board, boxing board, 
decision initially that there would be no boxing in January while other elite sports continued? Um, I think they they kind of like worried about the the doctors side of things, doctors, paramedics that are, that are there, and um, uh, I think they took that into account. And maybe perhaps the doctors at that time were saying, "Look, don't know if we can commit to it. See what happens." And then the board probably just thought, "Look, not a lot of shows happen in January anyway." So, you know, normally shows don't happen until the end of January anyway. So, it's, And I think the only one that I knew that was scheduled, there might have been one for BT, um, but the only one that I knew that was scheduled was January 30th. Um, so really, in the scheme of things, they probably just thought, look, we'll be seen to be doing the right thing and back off a little bit. Um, which just, the other thing with that was, yes, it's understandable, I think, but it just plunged everybody into a downer because... You know, obviously fighters are, are trained through Christmas and New Year's and scheduled to fight in January 30th and, the, you know, the the fight has got cancelled or put back or whatever and it just puts them on a down. It just, it's just that, it's just that um, negative news that you don't know here coming into a brand new year when you, you know, you, you've got, you're filled with hope and everything. But it is what it is and, and we've got boxing back in February and please God, it goes ahead, everything goes fine, um, and we can get moving again. It's, you know, in the scheme of things, people can turn around and say, it's only sport, it's only boxing. But just like it's affecting people's businesses, shops, normal jobs, boxing, uh, boxing is an industry in itself where it provides income, it provides you know, lifestyle for people that work in the sport. That's boxers, that's coaches, managers, promoters, TV people that are involved in boxing. So if the, if there's no boxing, everybody at BT, Sky, whoever it is, all those guys aren't working and, you know, it's, there's a knock-on effect for everything. It's, you know, So it is a concern. It isn't just a case of, oh, it's just sport. It's not because every sport, if, if it's a professional sport, that means that people are earning a living and they're supporting their families. And just like everybody else, you know, they, when the money stops, the bills don't stop. And so you, you keep positive and you keep, you know, keep plowing forward. But all you're doing is you notice your bank account going lower and lower and lower. And there's people that can't afford the, the food. People can't afford the, the bills. And boxers all, you know, Boxers live on a on a breadline as it is because it's no, until you hit the top, there's no money in it, and so all these fighters that are out there are like skint as it is, and going from fight to fight to keep them going through the next camp. And a lot of them, you know, the money that they earn on the fight literally just pays for a camp and the living experience. Especially if you know the likes of Jordan Gills and people like that. You know, I've got I've got Jordan and Lerone that that live elsewhere and stay up near my gym Monday to Friday. So they have rent to pay there. They have their own bills back home. And it, it, then you've got your, 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 your living expenses. You've got everything. And all boxers are like this. And, and this is the thing. And until a boxer fights, you don't get the money. Now, when there's, you know, if you're used to four or five fights a year, prospects used to more, and then it drops down to once a year and twice a year. It's like shit. It's 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 very difficult. So so it's more than just the sport. 
so I understand when people say, oh, you know, there's more going off in the world and everything. I understand that, and, and it's true. But for the people that in our sport, this is life. This is like everything, and this is a way that we we support our families. Yeah, but you've got a couple of fighters out over the over the coming months. So, in the back of their mind, does it ever trigger that? You know, with, with everything that's going on on the side, on the outside, a show might get cancelled. My cam might yeah. go away. Does that go through their mind? Do they? Ever oh have God, that? yeah, yeah. We're listen. We're fucking. We're like this. You know, you before we went into lockdown originally, Jordan was literally six, five, six days away from his fight, and it got canned. And then you were seeing fights getting canned because of COVID, because people are failing tests. You look at, um, was it Kash Farouk? He was in the bubble. He was supposed to fight his first fight for Matchroom, I think it was. And then his fight got cancelled. I think it was him. And his, he was there. His fight got cancelled because somebody somebody from his team failed failed a COVID test. There's, there's been several instances of that. So every fighter that's going through everything right now, preparing for a day, they're just praying. And it, we have a... You know, we're, we're the same as coaches. We're, we're like, you know, please God, because we've seen the fighters put all this work in. We're putting this work in and everything. And, you know, you don't want to be turning up there and, and getting, you know, failing a test. Um, it's And, you you know, look at Jazza. It happened with, was it, it was Jazza Dickens as well. You know, he felt fit, felt great, didn't feel no dip and everything. He's turned up for, for fight week and, and gets tested and, it's fights, fights off. It's heartbreaking, you know. And then you've got to go again with it with another camp, and again, you know, financial implications are massive, but the mental implications as, as well um, are very soul destroying. So yeah, we're training, we're preparing for fights, but we're shit scared. Do you do how any it testing is. yourself, Dave? Is there any testing that's done before you get into the bubble or before you a couple of weeks before? Yeah, well, Joe, we 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 tested this week. So we're because because we kind of like had the and I'm not saying I'm right or anything, but kind of thought well, last time I had I had COVID, Jordan had COVID, Hope had COVID, uh, Lerone had COVID. We all had it. The only one that really had bad symptoms was Jordan. He was really bad, but he does have underlying uh, issues with the thyroid problem that he had last year. Um, but like myself and. Lerone especially we didn't we didn't have anything we were like Lerone felt a little bit tired a couple of days but it was in the, it was the back of the week so sometimes it happens and I'll just say just you know go home early don't bother training tomorrow that's what it was like it wasn't, it wasn't bad and that's all he felt I didn't have anything but because of everybody else was having a test I got a test and I and I've got it so the thought that we had was right okay let's get a test now because if we have got it again, you never know. Let's, you know, Jordan was a little bit, uh, he had a little bit ready and a little bit under the weather um, a while ago. And he thought, well, anyone can get it. Anyone can have a bit of flu, a bit of cold. Anyone can. But, it, you know, you just think, right, okay, well, just in case, get the test. If we've got it, we've got it now. We isolate it now. We've still got a long stretch of training rather than just, just, carrying on and just you know and, and and get you know getting it later on um and it was almost like a case of low 
well, you know, if, if we're going to get, we'd rather have it now. That was that was you know that's the thought process. But we we want to test as 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 often as we can, um, so we don't turn up on fight week and then end up failing the test and then you're fucked. Whereas if you can if if you get it now or if somebody's got it now, you can isolate, sort it now. Boom, that's it. If you got it now, you you, you know you're going to be clear. But I don't even know if you can get it twice. I, I don't know. This, this, I don't know many people, anybody that's, that's had it twice. So please God, we've all had it. So we don't get it again. But I don't know. I don't know. This, uh, who knows? On a more positive note, um, six boxing shows have been announced. Uh, Matrim announced five shows uh, yesterday, Friday. And obviously Frank Warren has announced Herring and, and Frampton. We won't go into too much detail in, in all the fights that have been announced. I'm sure as each show approaches, I will be knocking on the door for uh, an assessment of each show. But obviously you've got Lee Wood, someone you manage, uh, big opportunity for the British featherweight title as well. So you're happy that Lee's getting this opportunity? Yeah, I'm, I'm over the moon for him. Um, it's, it's a title that he's been desperate to win all his career. That's, that's what he's always wanted, the British title. And the whole, when we went into the golden contract was because Ryan Walsh was in there as British champion. And he was going to pick Ryan Walsh, but then the board put a stop to that and didn't allow the British title to, go, to be on the line, which was a real disappointment for him. Um, he just wants to fight for that British title. So the opportunity came to, to maneuver him to fight for the British title. There you go. Um, and now he's got that. And it's a hell of a fight because it's a, it's a, you get a young gun that's going to come and and give it you know give it everything and he's got his heart sighting on a, on a British title he's exciting come forward you know throws a lot of punches very aggressive um, but Lee's looking great and I, I think you're going to see you're going to see a really good performance from Lee he's, he's so up for this fight he's so excited about this fight um, and he's you know he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's working really really well Hopey as well now, and I know he's only 20 years old now, and he's yeah. two or three fights in, but yeah. with the pressure of lack of shows, lack of opportunities, do you have to almost now move him that little bit faster? He doesn't get the, yeah. the time, yeah. there's not enough time for him to take those learning fights as much as you would have maybe One, two years ago. 100%. 100%. Um, so his first, his first year was supposed to have seven fights. Obviously, pandemic hits, it doesn't, he has three fights. Um, and the third fight, because it was fight camp, was a step up. You know, Johnny Phillips banged out a welterweight, you know, strong kid, aggressive kid, got a few knockouts on his record. Um, that was a fight that you wouldn't normally take and giving away weight, you know, natural weight. Um, but he handled it so well. The sparring that he's had, I've said before, the quality of sparring that he gets, you know, Jordan Gill constantly. Lee Wood has done a lot of sparring with uh, he's done some, you know, recently with Lee Appleyard, who's a big, you know, he's a big kid, he's a light welterweight. Um, uh, they're sparring with uh, Leon Woodstock and and uh, Kid Galad. These are good, experienced fighters, good quality fighters, and he's just soaking it up. He's such, he's got such a good mentality. He's he's got a great mentality. He um, he's soaking it up. He is developing so, so well, so fast. Listen, this kid is talented, but the most important thing for me at 20 years old is his mentality and his attitude. And honestly, this kid's going to be a star. He is that good. 
not just a case of, oh, I hope he's, he's going to win a world title. I'd be disappointed if he only won one world title. Um, he's that good. And like I said, he's got the attitude and he's learning so much in the gym. He's learning. He's learning. So the fights wise, stepping him up, I'm not too worried. We, we you know, we, um, we tried to get Ashley Lane before uh, Kez Asfak got him. Um, he, Ashley Lane turned it, turned it down twice in fight camp. Tried to get Ashley Lane. That's a big step up. But when Eddie said, look, you've got to have a, a, a real fight. Okay. So we tried to get Ashley Lane. Um, Obviously, Ashley got beat by um, uh, Kez Ashfak, so there's no value in, in, in him fighting. I think he's retired anyway. Um, so we've looked at names like you, you um, um, Martin Illman's, uh, Ogilvy's, um, kids that are nine and one, you know, seven and one, things like that. Um, uh, but they're not around, and there's, it's just, you know, a couple have turned it down, and it's just trying trying to get. The right because you, you can't. We so so I agreed to um Mark Rambaletta. That's a big step up, that's a good fighter. But the experience that being in the ring with someone like that will bring hope is fantastic, you know. And I believe that Obi will beat him. But Rambaletta's had, had to got some issues that he, so he can't take the fight. Um, we we even agreed to uh, I think Brian Phillips accepted it, but then. After he's accepted it, turn around and says he can't make the weight. He was going to do it at nine stone. I hope he's a super bantamweight, but it's like with Phillips, it it, went, it took took the weight a higher weight because just to get the fight. Um, so if it's on, if it's the right opponent, then yeah, I will do that. But I've got to be careful because he's twenty years old. I don't want to put him, in, you know, rush him and things like that. But it has to be the right sort of steps. And you know, I, I would gladly turn around and said no. Nope. It's too early for that one. It's too early for that one. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to rush him like that. But at the same time, we have to take the bigger steps because of the situation we're in. It's same as what I said to you about Jordan. You can't. You can't stay at the same level and use your. If you're only going to have two slots in a year, three if you if you're lucky, you can't use them slots just to stay there. Because what's the point? You're just treading water, and it's going to take you. Then you wait for next year for the step. So. You gotta take the steps. Gotta take the steps. We're gonna to have to take bigger steps than what one. But this kid, by you know, end of twenty twenty one, if if it goes right, then he would. I'll be disappointed if he's not English champion, knocking on the door for a British title. That's that's by the end of the year. That's where he, he could could realistically be. Because coupling the fact that you have to take the jumps and the rate of improvement that he's showing, that's where it could be. I'm not saying he's fighting for a British title. I'm saying he'd be, you know, in that mix of knocking on the door, um, where there's always like four or five names where people would talk about. That's where I could see him if it could it could realistically be adding those two factors. Uh, Dave, his title, Repeat or Revenge, Dylan White, Povetkin, um, finally announced. What about Amy Timlin, man? She's got a Commonwealth title. Oh, of course. I In was... the same mix. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a good fight. Amy Timlin and Carly Skelly, the first time round, I think Amy was a little bit nervous. Um, she boxed completely different to what I've ever seen her. And I was like, oh, nerves got to her. It was a big thing. She's a quiet girl, 20 years old, young. She had a good, tough fight there in Carlos Skelly, and she's learned so much from it. And I'm looking forward to the rematch because that's going to be a great fight because you know what Carlos Skelly brings. 
but Amy's going to bring more of her usual self. Um, I didn't find, I didn't think she was aggressive enough, aggressive enough in that fight. Um, she just didn't, you know, she didn't fight her usual fight. But like I said, nerves and experience. This time around, I think you're going to see a much better fight than the first one, and the first one was good. So yeah, Amy Timberlin, Carly Skelly, the rematch is on for that one. So I'm delighted that that's that's taking place as well. You mentioned Amy there, Dave, but just generally women's boxing is absolutely thriving now. I think a couple of years ago it was Katie Taylor mainly in the UK and, and, yeah. and then the girls in America. But now we've got all these bunch of girls across many divisions in the UK really making a name for women's boxing. But that's, that's what happens when you have somebody that inspires people. You know, you had it with... Um, uh, whenever, whenever there's a standout fighter, it, it brings a new generation of people to the sport and a new generation of people that follow that that fighter and women's boxing they had katie taylor and you've seen what what influence she's had in this book because it weren't a case of where people just look at oh yeah yeah she's all right for a woman no she's good full stop as a boxer but then now you look at the next generation that's coming through you look at the next one down i would say is, is um terry harper tasha jones terry harper and tasha jones put up a great fight but Terry's only 23 years old, something like that. So she's kind of like the flag, flag bearer for the next generation after Katie Taylor's. Um, I would like to see her, the experience that she got from the Tasha Jonas fight. I would like to see how that improves her. I'd like to see a rematch with her and, and Tasha Jonas. I think that's a great fight. The first one was a great fight. And so... For me, it'd be nice if they could sort that out. If they can't, they can't. That's just how our boxing is, you know. But then you look at the girls coming through as well of recent months. You know, Chantel Cameron's and and obviously Shannon Courtney's back now. Obviously, she got beat by Rachel Ball. Rachel Ball's now put herself up there. It's exciting. And now you know you you look at the girls and the amateurs as well that are looking to turn over after the Olympics and. Or if you get the Olympics, um, it's just going to make it better and better, and you're going to you're going to have more of a, a strength in depth in women's boxing, which is what it needs. That's that's what it needs because what you tend to get is you get the really good fighters, and the opponents that are fighting just aren't anywhere near their level, so it might it, it kind of like makes makes it look. Mm. But as as it goes on, as the years go on, the opponents will be better quality. And so we'll have even better fights and, you know, at a lower level, not just the title fights. Dave, um, Dylan's waited um, five months for this rematch. Uh, initially, it was supposed to take place in November uh, and then Povetkin got hit with COVID. There were actually talks about Dylan fighting somebody else if Povetkin wasn't going to yeah. be ready for this particular date. Um, is this everything on the line for Dylan? I would say so, yeah. I would say so. But the fact that it's, it's now... Five months later, it works in Dylan's favour. I think, you know, with hindsight, yes, he wants to get straight back in there straight away, but we were all concerned, like, wow, that's a little bit, that's a little bit soon. So, five months later, he's, he's had time to have a little bit of a break, not that he's had much of a break, but he's had more time to improve as a fighter and, and work. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Are you going to have much uh, involvement in, in the I, corner? I, I, I don't know. Probably, probably not. I don't know. Dylan, Still Dylan. Talk, talk to Dylan and everything, yeah, but 
he did an interview today with IFL. Uh, Coogan asked him about his corner team and he said, look, there, there, there might be one or two additions. Um, Coogan then asked about yourself and he said, listen, Dave's a great trainer. Uh, and yeah, you never know what will happen. Yeah, the main, the main thing is that I'm, you know, me and Dylan are mates and I, and I get on with him really well. And that's that's all it was at the beginning. I didn't train him for that fight or anything. Was just, you know, he asked, uh, he asked for me to come in the corner and so I did. So if he asked me again, then, you know, there's that option there. But if he, if he doesn't, he doesn't. Are you getting a little bit excited now that we're hearing that Joshua Fury may be a few weeks out from signing the contract? Or are you... No. Well, are you still a bit sceptical that Deontay Wilder... I've, I've been, do, do, do you know what? I've kind of... Because it's been... People talk about it and ask you who's going to win, who's going to win. All the time, for months and months and months. All the time, all the time. And you're fed up for answering it. And I don't want to talk about it because it's not been made. But then I saw this interview with Eddie yesterday, I think it was, and he said that um, he would like... hope He's hopeful for announcement in the next four weeks. I was like, oh, shit! They're close. They're close. They are close. Because when you got Eddie saying 90% and Bob Aram saying 95%, that shit's close. So I'm getting a little bit excited. I'm trying to hold it down. I'm trying to hold it down because this is boxing. Um, but I'm, I'm getting excited. Does it make more sense and understanding now with the current situation in the UK why that fight can definitely not happen in the UK. Yeah. Eddie said himself, you need at least 100,000 to even bring it to the table and have discussions. But does it make more sense that yeah. it has to go somewhere else? Yeah. I, I, I've never expected it to be in the UK, the first fight. Never expected it. It had to have Wembley for it to, for it to be in the UK. You know, um, you couldn't have... Yeah. You can't have it anywhere else. And it had to be full to bring it to the UK. Um, it's a huge, huge fight. So the fighters have got to get the most money they, they can get for it because it's the biggest fight they create. The two massive, massive names. So I know when people say, oh, yeah, they're already rich, they've already got money. Yeah, but this is this is what you worked all your life for. It's not just like, it's not just... what When a fighter gets to the top, and then starts earning the big money. He's not just earning it for then, where is that now? It's for the years that he's put into it. Do you know what I mean? Or she. It's the years I've put into it, like from day one walking to a gym at eight years old, ten years old, whatever it is. It's it's from there where it's the long stretch of period where they're not getting paid. It's a long stretch of period where where they then getting paid small amounts. I'm not just. I'm not talking about it. Obviously, AJ and and Fury and their turn pro, they were on more money than what what other fighters are. But I'm talking about fighters in general. They're different. But this fight, the fighters that when they start earning the money they're getting, it's kind of like the time that they've spent prepare getting themselves up there. They've invested in themselves. So when they get to that point where they're in the serious deal, they want the best money they can get. And also, not only that, is every time you step into a ring, it might be a last. You know, that, that's real talk. That's how it is. It might be a last. So they're going to want the maximum payday, especially when it's a fight that's huge. And it is 50-50. It is a fight where either man can win. So 
in their eyes, although they don't want to say he could beat me, their eyes and in their own thought, they know this is a fight I could get beaten. I want I want maximum money. So going abroad, it's a this the pandemic everything. It's the perfect not excuse, but it's a perfect reason to take it abroad, and and where somebody's going to pay a stupid side fee. And they're going to make the money out of it. So, yeah, I think it will be abroad. I think it will be Middle East, probably. I heard somebody mention China. I can't imagine it being China. Singapore as well, I think. Yeah, I've heard that. But again, it's something like that. I know it's, I know it's nice going with, um, to a place where you've never been before, you've never done it before. That's all cool. But there's a lot of unknowns going there. It's like when the first show at Saudi, you know, people like, oh, is it going to happen? Oh, oh, they've never been there, the logistics, everything like that. But when they put that together, it wasn't, you didn't have the extra um, problems that a pandemic brings. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this time, no matter where you go in the world, there is a, a, an issue of, of working around a pandemic. Um, so, Maybe that'll bring more, more, more problems. So maybe that's maybe why somewhere like Saudi, where they have been, or even, even, even America, it might even, you know, you look at, you look at um, uh, the Canelo fights, you know, with crowds that they're getting anything. But although I, I'd probably not, I don't know if that'd be enough. Maybe I don't know. But um, you look at places like that, and boxing's going on with crowds. So maybe it'd be somewhere where there is. You know, there is crowds like America or, like I said, Saudi's been done before, so Saudi would be, um, I would imagine, quite easy to do. Well, let's hope so. That Let's hope the fight happens and let's not curse it or jinx it or anything like that. And we'll stay quiet for the remaining interview about Fury and Joshua and let's hope the fight happens for the sake of the fans as well. Um, Dave, what did you make of Chris Eubank Jr. signing with the Saudis? Yeah, good, good, good move for him. Um, nothing. Yeah, was he with Heyman before? Yeah, he was. Yeah, it's great. Listen, the the Heyman move and everything. It seems to be really good from earning money, but the careers don't seem to. Also, except for the for the most part, not everybody, but for the most part, they don't seem to fight often. Um, and I think Junior just needs to fight, and I think Salons will. will, will get him active I think the relationship the Salons have got with uh, Matchroom will probably mean that he'll end up on Sky or zone, you know one or two or both whatever um, so yeah I think it's a good move for him and, and I just the thing is with, with Chris Eubank Jr he's not he's not young anymore you know he's 31 uh, 30, 31 he's not next gen anymore um, so he needs to he needs to make his mark like now and and getting the big fights now and and you know establish himself and prove to himself what he's always believed that he can do and he's capable of doing you know he's, he's, he's fallen short in in the fights that we remember of in you know but um he's in a good position now dave i know we've spoken about this many times over the uh, last four or five six years but Eddie mentioned it. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know what you're going to mention. You're going to talk about Kelbrook and me, I can't. Yeah. Would you watch it? Of course. 
but I'm not going to get excited about it until until the announcer is there. They're both sat at a press conference, probably on fight week. I probably won't get excited about it first time around, first press conference announcing it, but or virtual press conference it'll probably be now. But I want it done before we talk about it and who's going to win and all that sort of shit. It's been talked to death for years. You're not talking about it a couple of times. Years. You know, will it happen? I don't know. I don't know. Eddie's talked about it before. Other promoters have talked about it before, no doubt. But it's never happened. So the ball said, I want it. I want it. I'm going to do this to him. I'm going to do that to him. The ball said it over the years. It's never happened. And Eddie makes a very good point. When the fight was worth shitloads, the fight never happened. The fight's worth nowhere near that now. Are they going to take it now? Because they've both got plenty of money. It's not like now they're like, you know, the skin on the thing. Shit, I need to cash out. Oh, yeah. Even though it's not anywhere near the money that it used to be worth, I'll still take it because I'm, I, I need it. They've both done well out of boxing. They've both got plenty of money. So I don't know. I still don't think it'll happen. I'll believe it when it's, I'll believe it when we're there. But do you feel like Amir Khan only mentioned it? Kel now is talking about it because it is a cash-out fight, potentially for both? Because they're both at the very latter stages of their career. They're not really going to get those big names now. So is it a cash-out fight? Is it unfair on British fans? Because they paid for but you both. Could say, you, could say, you could say Crawford was a cash-out fight for, for Kel and, and whatever fight. Amir had last time out was a cash-out fight, because I'm sure that was a big fight. I can't remember what his last fight was, to be honest. I think it was um, Audi. Billy right. did. But, Oh, right, okay. But maybe not. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe they see it as a cash-out fight. But and ultimately, those that think, that, oh, it's insulting because you, now you're making it to, as a, as a cash-out, they won't, they won't pay for it. They won't buy it. But the others that just want to see, oh, who wins? They will. But I will say, whoever wins, if the fight happens, whoever wins now, it doesn't mean they was the better man when they were both the best. Whichever way it goes, it doesn't mean it because we will never know who would have won that fight at the best. We can all have opinions, but we will never know because it never happened. And this is the problem with boxing when fights never happen. Ricky Atten and, and, and Junior Witter, um, obviously Kel and, and, and Amir. Uh, there's been other fights. Yeah, Kel's Aggie Frotch. You know, everyone's got opinions, but we'll never know because it never happened. And you know, it's a bit sad that, and that's why I think sometimes when you talk about, oh, it's, well, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait, don't wait, get the fight done. If it's, if it's a good fight, you can always do it again later. You can always wait again. You know, let the second fight marinate and build. So whoever wins, if it happens, don't mean anything. It's just, it's just like, who's got what left? Okay, Dave, always a pleasure catching up with you. Our first interview of 2021. Um, wish you continued health. Obviously, yourself, the fighters, you, family. Stay safe. Uh, do not wish you any good luck tomorrow when Liverpool smash. <laughs> uh, Come on. Before, do you know what? It, what is it? Seven years since United, after 17 games, since United were top of the league uh, after 17 games, seven years or so. And I believe the last time this was the case, United won the league. There's all ifs and buts, Dave. There's all ifs and buts. No, no, that's a fact. That's not an if and but. That's a fact. 
the last time they were top after 17 games, they won the league. So it's something crazy. It's, do you know what's do you know what's so good? Do you know what's so good? Is that um all of a sudden because United still you know, we don't expect to win the league in part. Liverpool do expect to win the league. So we ain't got no pressure on us. You know, we we can go into that game tomorrow and if Liverpool beat United, we're still level with you. We're still, you know, we're second, but we're level on points with you. If we beat Liverpool, we got six points. Six points in front of Liverpool. That great Liverpool team. Wow. You know, the funny thing is. City Man United team that's struggling goes six points. <laughs> wow. But like I said, if we get beat, then we're still level with you. So there's no pressure on, on, on United. Last Sunday, we were first. And tomorrow, if all the teams win and we lose, we could be sixth. That's how close the team. No. Honestly, if Leicester, Not, it? Leicester, Tottenham, Man City, if they all win and we lose, we go sixth. From first to sixth in the space of seven days. Well, I'd be, I'd be happy with fifth if that meant that Man City don't, because I don't want Man City to win. But the rest of them, like, I, I hope the rest of them win and United win and then you go to fifth, if that's right. I'll be happy with that. Well, look for look forward to your uh, well. You should look forward to my text this time tomorrow. I'm sure. Thank <laughs> you, well, IFL TV. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Nice one. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.